I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV begins right now. It's game week. The boys are in studio. We're ready to roll, although... Slightly distracted, slightly distracted, I guess, uh, as, um, of course, you know, it's the start of football. There has to be a hurricane, as we said yesterday. Uh, But let's get it started the right way as uh, I welcome Ira and Corey in and all of you guys in. We want to start by saying, yay, sausage! Better cook it now. Yeah, get it on the grill now. Have it ready to eat tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, get it ready to roll. Have Have yourself a big meal. If you're staying in town, whatever you're doing on the way out, Cook up that sausage. There's plenty of it. I just saw a whole case full of it at uh, at Publix yesterday, buddy. I actually was uh, hearing some whispers that Registers had a good meeting with some of the uh, oh. grocery stores mm. in the region mm. and uh, might be expanding. So you might see it. If you haven't had Registers sausage in your grocery store in the southeast, uh, there's a chance it may be coming. They're, uh, they're, they're growing rapidly. The headlines bump. Uh, continues to uh, to uh, do oh, yeah. good things for Register Sausage. It's the right thing to do to point out the headlines bump. Yes. Uh, without question. And, and uh, I think Ben knows that. And I also, yeah, man, so preparing for the storm, I went and bought a couple of things of uh, charcoal last mm, night. Okay. In case, in case so that's one way, you know, there's nothing better than registers on the grill. So that may be that may get me through whatever we are facing here from the hurricane. Yeah, well, uh, stay safe, everybody out there, and uh, always thanks to Register Sausage. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're all a little, uh, you know, a little flummoxed here as we get set for uh, some nastiness. I know yeah. you're leaving town. I think uh, our cohort Tom Wang's leaving town as well. Uh, Ira, your daughter's flying to another country. Matt, Matt's leaving. T- Matt Lacerra's <laughs> leaving town. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, you live around the corner from me, so uh, if I have to, can I just. Can I come to your house and seek comfort? You sure can, All especially right. if you bring gas for the generator. Uh, then you yeah, definitely got a generator. Yeah. You believe that? But yeah. you definitely can come over if you got gas. I've uh, got gas. I yeah, can bring gas. Let's do it. All right. Um, but yeah, um, Alexa, our middle daughter, is uh, leaving later today for London. She's going to study abroad. Uh, awesome. With Florida State for the fall semester, which is really cool. But it means I'm going to be leaving during the second hour because she she's I, going to the airport and i got to go – Felt like going to see her was a good excuse. But I can, like can I get on the road to Biloxi a little quicker <laughs> then if Ira's Je- leaving? Jeff, can you hold it down? Just hold it down for 30 minutes. For the, for you can last... answer some questions, sure. man. Sure. I'd be happy to, guys. Go ahead. 
You can leave now if you'd like. I got us. I've got to see my daughter for the last time before she goes away for four months. You need to put, you know, $20 on black. Yeah. Well, no. It's, look, see, both of y'all had different reactions to my hurricane skipping idea. What was his reaction? He was, he seemed almost envious. Uh, he thought it was a very good idea. It's kind of, I'm a bit of a gambler. I recalled me a bad word. It basically said I was scared. And it's like, okay, man, we'll enjoy the 24 hours without power in a yeah. storm. I'll be out having fun because I've got nothing. I've got we don't have practice on Wednesday. That's My son lives in Atlanta. Yeah. So I'm not I'm, I'm not I don't have a pet. So there's nothing. I have a new car. There's nothing keeping me here. So I'm going to get out. Doesn't make a, any sense to stay here and just be a man. It'd be like, oh, this is fun. Where's the kid? Where's the flashlight? He never chooses to be a man. Option. I, only, I, I mean, in general for, you know, for 10 <laughs> minutes at a time. You, I would, you would think is one of the most physically well able bodied men in Tallahassee. One of the strongest men well, we I know, don't know about the strongest, but okay. is yeah. here, and he might just stay to help people. Yeah, yeah I should be. I should be just lifting trees right? off cars right? and stuff. That's a good point. That's a good but point. But instead, I go into Biloxi. I'm going to live it up in Biloxi. I, I stand by what I called you. Yeah. No, you're crazy. I wish I had heard it, but I, I, I'm going to one of three guesses during the break. I'll ask <laughs> yeah, I think you got what it. he said. Yeah. All right. So the depth chart came out. We've talked about it uh, with uh, I know. Obviously, Ira, you've written about it. Wake Up War Chant, Jeff Cameron Show. We've all had a chance to weigh in, is my point, on on the depth chart and talk about what's what, what surprised us, what didn't, and uh, how do you feel? Start with you, Corey. I asked Ira yesterday. By the way, his spot on yesterday's oh. show was lengthy. I mean, you know what? I heard it. Lengthy. I even got in the car uh, after, uh, I don't know what I was doing, but I got in the car and I'm like, ah, oh, it might be time for Ira's 30-second uh, yeah. hit on the camera show. I want to see what he says. <laughs> mm. about it's one question or two. Rapid, rapid fire question. It was the whole ride home. It you was guys crazy. Were you must have been like, get Ira off the yeah, air yeah, already, Can I Jeff? listen Good. to my Is Gordo's the Ira commercial? show? What are we yeah, doing? So, uh, so, yeah, you know, look, there wasn't, I don't think there were any real surprises, right? There was... Uh, there yeah. were there, not surprises like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like, look, uh, Douglas, I would have thought he'd be one of the co-starters, but I also think they all three are going to play. Douglas, I agree with uh, yeah. Marquise that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, the right tackle spot, I kind of always thought that was, I didn't think that was a set in stone who was going to play there, so that didn't surprise me. Lundy, I guess, mm-hmm. but Lundy played a lot last year. He was kind of like a third starter anyway, so... Yeah, I, I thought it was – all it did really was hit home the fact that, man, they've got a lot of experienced, good college football players on their two deep. Yeah. I agree. Obviously, Vendravius Jacobs' name's not being listed at all on the roster, on the on the receiver depth chart, uh, raised an eyebrow. There are a lot – Ira did a good job of answering that question yesterday. Um, and, you know, they, they can use – I do think in some situations, good and bad, they sent some messages yesterday with that depth chart. I think there were some messages being sent to players, and in in a positive way in some cases, maybe in a negative way in others. Uh, kind of a a wake up, smell the roses type of moment for certain guys. And I, I'm not even pinpointing Vendravius Jacobs, although I think that might be one of them. Um, just you know, they, they that's a cool opportunity to reward guys yeah. who stuck it out. You pointed that out also in the conversation, and it's also an opportunity to send a message to guys who they want to focus better. Yeah. And so I think you saw some of that in the depth chart yesterday. Uh, we do think, though, I will have you assess this. I got asked this, this question this morning at a speaking engagement, and uh, people want to know how healthy this team is heading into this football game because when you have extreme competition, intense competition with really uh, uh, quite a depth of talent that this team has, you kind of expect to come out a little ding somewhere. But we feel pretty good, right? I mean, I think post-camp, we would say that they got out of this about as well as they could, right? I mean, given how intense those practices were. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, Norvell brought up Ja'Kai Douglas. He's going to be out for a few games. Um, but, you know, again, I feel like you feel pretty good about – you feel good about the receiver room in general, but I think you even feel good about that slot receiver room. I'm not sure – I mean, I guess Shakai does he play over those guys? I don't know. No, might, I don't think so. I don't know. It would be it would be a good mix. It would be a good yeah. competition. Um, it's not a clear cut that he would be the starter there. So it's not like you lost much there. You know, there are a few guys that are banged up here or there. But yeah, for the most part, you know, when you go into a camp, um, you know, when you come out of a camp, you you know, it, your team could look a lot different than it went into the camp. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the case for Florida State. The only real difference, honestly, is and you could treat it like if Daryl Jackson had right. sprained an ankle. That's kind of what this is. Like, he's a guy you were counting on that was going to be in the rotation that's not there. So, that's the only bummer. But as far as, like, injuries, like season ending or really even ones that you you think guys are in jeopardy of missing this game, they they do seem you want to knock on wood because they still got a few practices left to be about as healthy as you could be. But there's there's a lot more guys that are better than we expected, either because they're young guys or they're older guys that made improvements then there are guys that like failed to leave, live up to what you were hoping they could be. Yeah, right? that's a good way of assessing it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys that we had high expectations for who either either met those expectations or exceeded those expectations. Like, for example, uh, Destin Hill. Well, he, yeah. I think he's the poster child for that. We knew that if you're going to hold on and hold out hope for two years on a guy, you must see something special in who he's going to be. And so even if you thought, well – you know, his, his high school tape suggests he's really fast and explosive, and maybe one day we'll see him. You probably would not have first guessed that he was going to be a starter in game one against LSU. Right. No matter how good a camp or how physically talented he was, you thought, eh, unlikely. Yeah. And yet he exceeded expectations. Oddly, Keon Coleman, who I loved at Michigan State and was a big advocate they go out and get if they could, and they did, and they won the sweepstakes for him. Everybody wanted that kid because he's physically mature. He's emotionally mature. He exceeded expectations to me. I thought he'd yeah. be great. I thought he'd be the other starter. I th- but I think he's got a chance to be the best receiver on the team. And he's a guy that makes this a matchup nightmare for defenses because you have Johnny on the one side at 6'7", doing what he does, and you got Keon, who's, a, a, in my opinion, a more refined receiver. And then you throw a Destin Hill in there and a number of guys that you could put in the slot plus those tight ends. It's really going to be hard to slow Florida State down Coming out of camp, the offense, which we thought would be good, exceeded expectations in camp, I think. You think that's a fair assessment? But I mainly I think it's because of Keon, man. Like, I, we knew – obviously you knew what Johnny was. You know Jordan's good. Trey, uh, the offensive line was going to be experienced. I didn't know he was going to be that – this kind of dude. Mm-hmm. Like, this – he is a guy that if uh, – he – you know, you say he might be the best receiver on the team. He might be one of the five best in the country. You just happen to have another guy that's one of the five or six best in the country on your team, too. But these two guys, having having somebody like that opposite Johnny, I don't even think we can comprehend yet what that's going to mean. And the other part, and that's I agree with you 100%, but not just the fact that he is physically gifted and a really polished receiver and he's going to be really good on game days. I just love the way he practices. Like the thing yeah. we saw a moment today at practice today where they're doing one-on-ones and Quindarius Jones, a young corner, is being a little physical with him, kind of a little handsy, yeah. probably defensive holding. And uh, it looked like Allen got a little frustrated. He was kind of like, get off me. And Quindarius kind of kept going at him. And a lot of times an older guy in that situation is going to punk the younger kid. Be like, look, man, you're not doing that to me. And, like, it could get a little chippy, yeah. especially this time of year. Sure. But he, and he, it's like he's so confident. He was just, like, basically talked to him. He, like, talked to him like yeah. you're talking to a, a, a younger a kid or yeah, something. Yeah, I've been around this before, punk. Like, I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was cool, man. And just that those interactions. That's camp, what I'm camp. saying. His interactions has been a pro's pro 
the entire well, camp. he's confident and he's he's calm. Right, he's, he's right. so confident he's calm. Like yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. You, and he just like did this or like yeah. he did this little number like pulled tugged on his jersey and just kept walking. Like yeah. it wasn't yeah. like they sat there and had to get nose to nose. He knows what he knows and he knows what you don't know. So it's one of those things where that's what you know savvy veterans are. They look at the young kid like, okay, man, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you'll see. He actually you'll went see. over to some receivers and was like, kind of grabbing it and like laughing about it. Yeah. Like he was kind of like, which is probably worse. <laughs> oh yeah, to mock than, you. Yeah, actually, yeah. but you know, but that's again, that's the thing. Like he, 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 and I think Jeremiah, Jeremiah Byers, and, and a lot of those Casey Roddick, they hit it like with all those transfers. Not only in being as good as they hoped they would be, but they're also man, like it's impressive how well they all fit in with the team. Corey, you said mainly because of Keon Coleman. The only pushback I'd give you there, and I, I cited Keon uh, for exceeding expectations. I would also say Jaheim Bell. Yeah, but is, Jaheim is, has it. Jaheim is exactly who I thought he was going to well, be. Well, we knew Keon he was really is better. Good at South Carolina. Keon is better than I thought he you was. You watch going more to be. SEC than you do yeah. Big Ten. Yeah, I hadn't I mean, seen that's Keon. Really because yeah. Keon was productive in a bad sure. offense and and really productive in big games against good teams. But I I think for the way that Jaheim Bell fits in this offense and the problems that it presents for defenses, he's big enough and strong enough to block when you want to run the ball. You do not have to change personnel. When you want to throw the ball, this is where Florida State's offense presents the greatest problem. They can they can give you the same look with the same players and run or pass. They don't have to make special substitutions, which keeps a defense on the field now. And I think Mike, we'll see if he does it. He's got an opportunity to run tempo anytime he wants now because I don't want you to be able to sub your specialties in, and I'm going to run tempo because I got guys that are multiple. They can run block. They can go out and, 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 and receive you know, the pass. They can make plays on their own. I can do it any way you want to do it. Now I can play fast and you can't sub. I wonder if that neutralizes anything with Harold Perkins because that's one of the things Mike Nordahl talked about today was that Perkins is a guy they line up everywhere. I know he's supposed to be playing a more traditional linebacker this year, but they're going to line him up on the edge. They're going yeah. to drop him. They're going to play him a lot of different places. I wonder if because if you can keep their defense away from substituting, that yeah. locks him into a position, maybe. Well, I can try to neutralize him easily with the aforementioned uh, Jaheim Bell because now I got now you got to cover him, and I would think their best athlete in Perkins is going to be tasked with that responsibility. A safety's too small, linebackers too slow. He, uh, most linebackers are, so he is a special player. If we're going to do that, then I, yeah, I'm gonna keep you out on the field and make you cover, and we're gonna go. And now you're not rushing the passer, so it's. Uh, I think Florida State's offense is going to be a riddle that is awfully hard to solve for defensive coordinators all season long. I would say going into this game, the biggest question marks were what they were before camp started, not because they did anything poorly in camp, just because they have to prove it in the way that the offense started to at the end of last year through much of the season, really. And that is the defense has just got to play another tick better than they did a year ago. And I think they will, but we'll see. I mean, that's the only area of question mark. You know, who's going to step up and play at an elite level for this defense against a really good team and a good offensive line? LSU's got a good offensive line. So I don't think anything special in the backfield at LSU, but you do have a mobile quarterback, you have good receivers, you have a good tight end, and you have a good offensive line. Can this defense get stops? Because the offense is going to score. I would say I don't – if we think this offense is going to be better than it was last year, which we do – yeah. I don't know the defense has to be any better than it was last year to get to where you want to go. You know what I mean? You'd like it. It's yeah, you a luxury. You don't want to have to win every week 48, 45. You don't, and you wouldn't, but uh, this you didn't do that last year. Of course. So, I'm talking about the big games against good teams. But the, 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 if the defense can hold everybody under 30 points, you should probably win every game. I know your offense isn't going to score 30 in every game, 
but it should be darn close. You averaged 35 last year. You replaced Pokey Wilson with Keon Coleman. You replaced Cam McDonald with Jaheim Bell. I don't disagree with you. And you this. got all these lines. And, and everybody else is better. Yeah, um, I think they're a top 10 offense in the country. I think you're right to project that a top 10 offense in the country in the combination is going to score an average of close to 40 points a game. The combination of Destin Hill and Winston Wright, this Winston Wright that we've seen here lately, in my opinion, is worlds better in the passing game than what Micah Pittman gave What's you. What's funny is, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, and, and, they, 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 aren't they better? They, they yeah, give you more. They're well, so much more dynamic than Micah. Well, that's Micah. what I was going to say is Micah, you, you appreciated the physical contested catches, and that was a big part of yeah. him. He made so many tough third-down catches. The difference is they were contested because he couldn't really get open. I mean, I'm not trying to dog the guy, but he's not a guy that was no, going to get – not running se- away from He's him. not getting a lot of separation. He's not twitchy. He's yeah. not as twitchy as I'd like from my slot receiver, Jeff. And both of those guys are more twitchy, but Destin's yeah. legit. Like, Destin can run away from people. Um, so that's – I mean, that's, so it's a different – now, Winston Wright probably is, is more experienced in making those tough catches yeah. um, than Destin Hill is. Destin Hill hasn't played a college football game. But, but yeah, I mean, you're more much more dynamic at that position. And Vandrevious is a guy that I think will play there, too. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's going to be fun. And now I'm nervous. I'm nervous like the rest of the fan base. I just want to see this thing unleashed. I want to see because you really can't know. I always point this out. My son and I last night were talking about football and he said, you know, give me some scenarios you think play out on Sunday night. And I, I'm picking Florida State. I'll stick by that. I, I picked them earlier in the last week and I uh, picked them again yesterday. But I said, yeah, I could see a scenario where we're, you know, it's nervous in the fourth quarter. It's a close game, you know. Sure. I mean, LSU's a good football team, and they've got a quarterback that extends plays and really causes problems. And we were going th- and he, he kind of pushed back and said, well, you've told me how dynamic they are. Why do you think this is going to be close? And I said, well, a couple things here, first of all. All of the things I said about this offense can be true, and you can still play close games. I mean, there are other good teams playing college football. And secondly, you don't ever really know what a team is until they play somebody else who's hell-bent on kicking their ass. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're practicing every day against each other, you're all, we only see you play you. We don't see you play Georgia and yeah. Alabama's practice or Clemson's practice or LSU's. We don't know. And so until they actually line up and the guy across from them wants to kick their ass, you don't know how they'll respond. I was, season openers are goofy. Yeah, and that's Just in was, general, season I, openers are goofy. I was gonna. I was talking to Tom Block yesterday at, at, uh, after the uh, press conference. Consummate professional. The consummate professional. Yep. And uh, Tom Block. And, uh, Do you we like t- Tom Block or Tom Lang better? Uh, <laughs> hmm. Tom Bosley, I think was. I'm, oh, oh, you're going wow. Tom Bosley. Happy back. days. Very okay. current very reference current again reference. from Ira. I like for how long he's been dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Tom Petty. Also. Tom, there you go. Another, another dead, another dead, dead Tom. Dead Tom Waits. We can keep going. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of Toms. Uh, Tom Sawyer. So we were talking about <laughs> it yesterday. Tom and, Selleck. Uh, I was wondering, like, and I wasn't here back uh, before the Seminole rap year. Mm. But, like, yeah. How do you think those practice? Do you think like those practices, like the week before that game, it ever dawned on anybody in that? Not just the players, players, whatever, but the coaches. Did any no. coach feel like, man, we're no. not ready? Like we're not. Well, they we're might not. have thought they weren't ready, but there's no way they thought that was going to happen. But I mean, I, that was a yeah. thorough ass kicking. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, was it a good camp or not? You know, like that. I'd be curious. To yeah, know. Well, I mean, yeah. obviously, super talented. 
But were there signs that, man, we may not be ready? Or, I mean, I know that team ended up winning a lot of games. Yeah. So it was a great team. It could have been a great team. Yeah. It was a really good team. Yeah. They just had a horrific first game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I worry about first games when you play a team uh, as talented. I mean, I'm sure it's the same in reverse. LSU's worried about Florida State, obviously. Uh, but, you know, you don't know. And, and if things go the wrong way and you get behind, you start to press, next thing you know, things can spiral and it's game one. And I know if it works in your favor – the world thinks you're going to go on and win the national championship. If it works against you and it's ugly, they think that you were the most overhyped thing on earth, yeah. and neither will be true necessarily. You know, you just, it's, that's the problem with game ones. Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Perhaps the second most question that gets asked, is there somebody that when our when the, when the fan base watches Florida State LSU on Sunday night that uh, maybe we're not talking about that's going to play a big part in this game? Hmm. Is there anybody you'd like to nominate for that? Because hmm. I think Josh Farmer could be the answer there. I think he's going to have a, I think he's going to have play a huge role for this team this year. I'll tell you who it's not going to be is uh, Tyler Keltner. No, Tyler's not. East Tyler, Tennessee State kicker. Tyler did not win the job. You doing okay? Unless Fitz I'll misses right. two to start the game. I was going to say, how much confidence do you have there, Corey? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go all in. I wouldn't ante up. I'm, I'm, we'll see. Hey, how about this? For the most part, they both had a good camp. They did. For the most part, they both had and a good Fitzgerald camp. And Fitzgerald actually had a good camp. And uh, I asked Papuchas about this because it's odd, man. There's There aren't many kickers in the country that have been at a school as long as Fitzgerald has and has made kicks that knows that if he misses a couple in a game – he might have to look over his shoulder because there's somebody else coming in, a, a, yes. a, a productive guy that they can that they, that's pretty dependable or has proven he can be a college kicker. So I wonder if that makes it. I just wonder what that does. Well, it's to the either going to heighten focus or it's going to break you. And so yeah. he had a really good camp. So I think it was good. So to be it must have done. I think it did. did it, he had a much better. And people might think, oh, it's a camp. It's not a real game. Last year in August, the stuff you saw in September and October, yeah. that's what we saw in August. It was not a good camp for Ryan Fitzgerald. We were not confident in him. I just think he's been a good kicker. I mean, I'm I'm knocking on all kinds of wood, but I think he's had a good camp, and it, it was is, because of the competition, I think. It is a good time. I mean, it's a good sign. I mean, it's uh, the fact hey, that he knew they, him. they yeah. brought – well, but they brought in a new kicker to compete with him, a guy real who was pressure. off conference. Yeah, those guys were real on and, real pressure. And, uh, you know, handled it well and got better, he which did. is what you want to see. And, I, and, and, again, I like the fact that they both, for the most part, had a good camp because that means if there's a struggle at all that you do yeah. have another option. Last year they had no other option. And most college football teams don't have right. that. Yeah. That's why it's so unique that he has a guy that, you know, he, he knows he's got to stay, uh, stay strong throughout the season or somebody could take his job. Yeah, you're right. Most of the time they don't, and you're just kind of – like they were a year ago, kind of stuck where you're going, well, I, unless he figures it out, they're screwed when it comes to this. And that led to weird play calling yeah, yeah. and all kinds of To legitimately know, answer that question, uh, Toa Feely? Somebody? Could be. Yeah, I was talking about last night in the smash. I, I, it, yeah. Just that guy, he's always kind of the forgotten guy, but you know he's going to have six to eight to ten touches, and he makes big plays. Well, the he's fact that he can cover. catch the ball so yeah. well, I mean, he's always a threat to make a play because he's got that speed, but he catches the ball out of the backfield, which is something not all of those running backs do. And he's good in pass protection, so you can keep him on the field in different situations. No, I mean, I think I think he, he's a good one. I like him a lot, and for whatever reason, doesn't seem like the fan base loves him. I think you see some of the other guys and get excited about the bigger, stronger guys, but but no, I think he's uh, he's come a long way. They've got a lot of good players in that offensive backfield, and, and you feel like that's a that's an area where if any one of those guys were to have a good game, you wouldn't be shocked. Mm -hmm. So, like, if Rodney Hill has a good yeah. game and they decide to ride a hot hand or something, 
you wouldn't after that game go, where did that come from? Like, you wouldn't yeah. do that. They have guys like – because I almost I think – you know, mm-hmm. there are guys like that. It's going to be an interesting year for Trey Benson. It's a money year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a kid that is completely healthy now and trusts it. But he's a guy that has to do it more consistently because if he does, he's going to get paid. But he's a running back. We know running back's market is not what it was used to be. Yeah, especially one that suffered an injury. So he's got to he's got to have a year where he dominates and is consistent. I'm I'm gonna be watching him closely and in a I, good way, in an excited yeah, way. I think he is. I mean, I think he's I thought he's I think he's looked so much better than he did a year ago. Yeah, and he had a good year last year, but I think he looks so much more comfortable in terms of what what he's supposed to do on any given play. Some of the plays he made last year were just because he's big and strong and fast. But man, he you can tell he knows what they're running now. Why they're why he's supposed to run a, a play a certain way. Uh, how you know exactly how it's supposed to develop? Uh, I think he, I think Trey Benson's gonna have a really good year. Yeah, there was a cool moment in practice today where uh, he hit a hole. You know, they're not tackling, but he hit a hole, and then David Johnson called him over to look at the screen. I think to kind of t- admonish yeah. him a little yeah. bit, like say you chose the wrong. And then they pointed up to the screen, and Trey started explaining, and Johnson was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right." Like mm-hmm. Trey knew the right answer and had done the right thing. The blocking wasn't what it was supposed to be, but he yeah. chose the right hole. Which again, that's the stuff that. Johnson said that he probably left two or 300 yards out on the field yeah. last year with bad reads. Biscuit had a great camp. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Marquiston Douglas has a big game too. He had an awesome catch today. Um, he, he does that once a week, man. But, really. man, Morlock, Morlock's Morlock's yeah. for real, for real. Like, yeah, he's they're good. They're good. The yeah. tight end room went from – Real good. The tight end room went from below average to now a good – a legitimate good tight end I mean, yeah. anywhere. As good as you could expect to have. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, you, know, you know, you don't have that one guy. You don't have Brock Bowers. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, Jaheim Bell's in that ballpark, and he's in a really nice Brock player. Brock Bowers light. But you have yeah. – but to have three guys, like those three guys, that's – that's pretty impressive. Well, and it was it caused much consternation for me. I love the tight end position, and when we didn't have elite play there, it was very frustrating. Florida State has always been a little iffy there at that position compared to some other programs. You could have three NFL tight ends in that room. You, you really could. I think you probably do. Right. I think it, the, the likelihood is that you do at some point have three NFL tight ends in that room. Uh, Marquise de Douglas is going to play in the league, and you know Jaheim Bell is. If Kyle Morlock continues to rise yeah. with that size, yeah, he'll he'll play there as well. Um, anything about the offensive line makeup that we want to go over? I thought that kind of played out. I mean, the only thing that happens there that frustrates you a little bit is that Bless Harris now has to sit, and he would seem to be one of your best five, but I get it. He's a tackle, and they don't want to have to play him at guard. It made sense that Byers won that job on that side. I thought once Robert Scott showed he was completely healthy and could handle it and won it back towards the yeah. end of camp, then you knew you were going to have to sit probably bless Harris unless they were going to put him, you know, Byers a guard and Harris a tackle. Yeah, and Byers to me is one of those guys that's been even better than I expected, kind of going back to your comment about Keon Coleman. I knew what Byers was on paper. I knew he had been successful. I know he was very coveted. A lot of teams wanted him. But in the spring – I wasn't blown away by him. Like I wasn't blown away by him just winning every rep. Right. The way you see, like Braden Fisk now wins most of his of reps, reps buddy. <laughs> yeah. A lot uh, of reps. Um, yeah. But I didn't see that from Byers this spring, so I kind of wondered. Well, maybe this guy's not what we thought he was going to be, but he has been. He's really come on, and 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 that bless has been good too. So you, yeah, you have a good problem to have. I thought about that though because, like Gilbert Evans, a guy that you know I want to watch, kind of see how he handles this because. He's a guy that you know had a starting job at South Carolina, has played a lot of football, and he's coming here to to be the third guy. How does he handle that? Um, and I thought there was a moment today in practice where just watching some of the one on ones, he didn't have a really good rep, and then Odell called him over 
and had a conversation with him. And I wondered, I kind of just in the back of my head is like, I wonder if that kid's affected by the fact he's not starting. And then the next rep was great. I mean, he, he really. Uh, but it you was would impressive. think, like, man, he he I mean, he thinks he should be starting I don't know. over those well, two I mean, guys. I think everybody thinks it. Derek McClendon would have thought he should be. I starting I guess, over. but it's yeah. like, man, Peyton and Verse, Verse, obviously, but then Peyton too. Peyton's a a a, a dude, and like Ed, Ed, I don't think Edmund is. I think Edmund's a solid player. I think he's McClendon esque. But it'd be weird if he was. But he also knows he's going to play a lot. But Derek McClendon would tell you he's the best defensive end in the country. Well, I mean, we're all delusional. Jeff probably thinks he's better at this than I am. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You ask Jeff who's the best of these three, he's going to say himself. Never really thought about it, Corey. Oh, you don't think like that? Professional talk show. Well, we're a collective. I didn't really think about it. In your eyes, we're a collective anyway. You don't. You don't look at individual. Gilbert Edmund, by the way, may be disappointed, but he's going to play a ton. But he's going to play a lot. That's what I'm saying. Just think about this: if you look at the snaps from last year. McClendon, who Gilbert Edmond basically replaced, was he had like the third most snaps of the defensive uh, starters and uh, players. I well, mean, McClendon was on the field all the time, all yeah. the yeah. effing time, and yeah. so Gilbert Edmond was going to play a lot because those guys rotate a lot. It's an exhausting thing to be a defensive end, especially if you're rushing the passer a lot. Yeah, he's going to play. Yeah, he had a stretch. Gilbert Edmond was interesting in this camp. He had a stretch where he really, for about a week, kind of played. Lights out. Didn't I thought, Fuller oh, bring wow. that up? Was it Fuller or Papuchas that brought that up yesterday during the press conference? Because he said he basically said, "Yeah, it was Fuller, yeah." There was a stretch where Edmund was really, where Gilbert oh, was, was really he was good. Great. And then obviously the 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 ellipses there is, but he hadn't been that guy <laughs> yeah. since. Right. No, no, which he, is it's what been the, up and down. He, yeah. Yes, but he had for a week there. He was dynamic. Yeah. So that's in there. Yeah, for him to make an impact. So uh, from there, I, I mean. The, 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 you root for a lot of these guys. You root for a lot of the guys that have come in and made this transition seamless. I mean, it is something to behold when you when you got the depth chart, if you did the thing where you went high school recruit or transfer, <laughs> you realize how much they've cobbled together. And this is a compliment. They've been able to get all these guys to come in and buy in and play at a really high level to the point where they're a preseason top 10 team with these expectations. That's a hard thing to do, to have that many transfers yeah. to be the makeup of your team. And yet, we're here we are singing the praises of almost all of these guys in the way that they seamlessly transition. What I'm curious about, and I asked Norvell about this yesterday, is like some of these guys that transferred into LSU, we don't know what they're going to be. You know, And some of them, you know, one guy was at a school for 30, 30 games but only started one. I mean, what are the chances that they've found a Johnny Wilson or right. Trey Benson? Like, they have a few guys that were really productive. I think Omar Spates, the linebacker from Oregon State, was really productive. They have a few guys that were really productive at the prior, prior, prior schools, but some guys were not. But how many of them turn into Akir Thomas, who we didn't – was way better than we expected? Right. So that's – that's to me, that part is – do you think they get information through camp? Like, do you think – Somehow they're hearing from people that, hey, this guy's better than you think, or is it, man, once Saturday starts, you realize, okay, well, this this guy's a, more of a problem than we expected. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. That's a good question. I, you can only know so much, and he keeps his practices closed. Brian does. There have been very few exceptions. So you're asking if the FSU coaches get a clue. They've had a few, yeah, they've had a few open. Right. I think he's had a few open. Yeah, yeah, I just don't – or do you, do you think they look at them from a body type and say, okay – this kid has the ability. Like, yeah. do you? Uh, I just don't know how do you prepare from a matchup standpoint with players that haven't been real successful at their private prior schools. But LSU wanted them. They're obviously talented. Yeah. And what they will be there. I don't know. Because a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys at Florida State are better than what we thought yeah. they were going to be. But but I think with the deep, with most of their transfers are on defense, right? Like they got a transfer corner from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. They got the linebacker. They got the defensive lineman. 
It's like they got several defensive linemen. I don't know that you're. I don't know that any of those, unless you're getting Jared Burst to transfer, I, I don't know that any of those guys change up anything. You're still running your offense, and your offense is better than whoever they're throwing out there. Like, you know, they're not bringing it back. Well, you're studying, to answer the question, they're studying scheme. Right, not player. That's scheme. what I mean. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah. more studying the scheme and what they're yeah, going to yeah. run, not who's running it, because that's what dictates, not that, yeah. oh, this now, guy might now, tap into it something. It can be an eye-opening moment. To yeah. Tyrus by the, point. By it, the second quarter, well, they might can, be, yeah. well, we can't block this, dude. Yes, We've got to switch up some things. And that yeah. does yeah. happen. That just does think, happen. I'm just thinking how differently, how different college football is now compared to five years ago. Oh, sure. Because in the past, when you brought in unknowns, they were freshmen. But, like, these guys are – you're bringing unknowns a lot of times that are transfers that have been in a college weight room but maybe just couldn't get on the field. So, yeah, and unlike, say, Fentrell Cypress, who if you're yeah. LSU, you can watch play yeah. at Virginia and say, I right. know what this kid is. I know what is physically what he does. Right. Now he's going to be in this scheme, which is not what they ran at Virginia necessarily. And the only reason I bring it up is because I just think, like, when you look at these – when you predict a matchup or when you, like, project what we think is going to happen, I think I'm very confident in Florida State in this game. I think you think Florida State's going to win. Not sure about you yet. We'll see. But there there are some <laughs> unknowns. You know, there 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 may be like a, another Harold Perkins laying out there. You know that we you know what I'm saying? Like they, it, they got fortunate last year that that game was game one because Harold Perkins right. was a very different animal week four, week five, week six than he was yeah. week one. Yeah. yeah, they had no idea. They, yeah, and by that middle of the season, I'm watching LSU games going, geez, I don't remember this guy flashing this way, and then he was dominant. Well, Cam McDonald shut him down. Cam McDonald <laughs> drive him into the bench. He didn't want any part of that. Uh, Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. It's always fun during the commercial breaks to check that the storm is moving closer and closer towards a direct path towards Tallahassee. That's good. You know. That's good. I'm like, great. Yeah, things are fine. adjusting nicely. It will not be anywhere near Biloxi. You'll be thinking about us, though, won't you? Yeah. I'll probably be asleep. You guys won't be sleeping. The wind will be too whipping around. Mm. Yeah. Hey. It's got it's got it's hit somebody. That's the worst thing about when hurricanes are. That's the, it's the worst thing about when hurricanes are coming because we all sit there and like root against our neighboring communities. Well, right. turn right, turn right, yeah, keep going right. Yeah, you inadvertently root against. Them. I mean, not intentionally yeah. doing yeah, it. Be like, like, I would like this to hit somewhere other than here, which by <laughs> definition means it's going to hit somebody yeah. else. The less right populated yeah. place is what you're hoping for. Yeah. Actually, you probably don't care. It's just anywhere not Tallahassee, right? I mean, initially I was like, man, you know, there's no reason for it not to hit Perry. You right. should just hit yeah. Perry, you know, yeah. but then the people of Perry are probably mad right now. <laughs> but I'm just admitting that I was like, yeah, Perry, go ahead, take out Perry. Don't take it out. Just well, the, I'm just saying, if it's <laughs> the brunt. I'm a realist. Yeah, I, just, I, I, yeah, I got you. Yeah, 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 so it's tough. Uh, by the way, guys, MLB is in full swing, and my bookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all your betting needs for the rest of the way, Corey. Can I interrupt and say that MLB has in, been in full swing for four months now? Yeah. It's, all, it's winding down. So, by definition, man, it's in full swing. My man has a script. He's going to read his okay, script. Okay, all right. I just I, I, The playoffs are coming. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My bookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on the playoffs, mm, on your favorite teams and players. You can take advantage of brand new uh, 
my bookie money bag. It's not brand new anymore, but the money bag mm-hmm. does exist. We it still does. love it. Yeah. Gives you the chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. Sign up with my bookie. Use the promo code WARCHANT. That's the key here to secure a first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. It's simple. Deposit 200 play with 300 instantly. Use promo code WARCHANT to claim your bonus. If you're a baseball fan, you want to add more excitement to the postseason, for yeah, example, Corey, right. then you get in here with my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Let it ride on the Orioles, baby. Let it ride Let it on the right. Orioles. Hey, I'm going Gina, to – you want me to make a bet? Want me to make a bet for you? My niece was at the Orioles game last night. Nice. Took pictures. She She's, yeah. A nice ass kicking is what she saw. Yeah, yeah. You guys won 8 of 10, I think. Yeah, yeah. And that, they, that Chai Sox pitcher was uh, – he didn't want to be out there anymore. He was, you know, like when you see a pitcher that just doesn't want to be, when it's hot yeah. and they're sweating and they can't get off the field. Tired of it. Oh, man. Yeah. That guy was struggling. Yeah, he was like 95 pitches in the fourth so, inning. So I bet uh, a sizable amount of money before the year that, oh, Ronald, the that Ronald Acuna Jr. would win the MVP. Oh. And I stand to make a lot of money, yeah. but not you if might... fans are going to tackle him in the uh, middle I know. That was he awesome. was trying to hug him, I think. What are we doing out here? I think whoever security. the security guards are at, at uh, the Colorado Rockies game should be shot. I mean, that was not dead, unsettling. But should be shot like in, in the, the leg. Foot, like in the, in the leg foot or the foot. Or the yeah, that's ridiculous. What's your job? What were they doing? Literally, what are you doing? You're just watching like dudes, the game? There's just a bunch of dudes running out there. I'm like, and what are we even doing? when they're getting the one guy off them, they let another dude come in and I slam know, him from behind. free for all yeah. on Acuna. <laughs> we don't need that. I really need to stay healthy for the remainder yeah. of the regular season in order to win MVP. You might want to hedge your bets and put some money on Mookie just in case. He might, if he if he got taken out by a fan at this point of the season, he might get the he might get it. I would be so pissed can you, you imagine anyway. i lose my money they might give it to him anyway would, like they uh, might anyway. yeah no, they wouldn't they wouldn't they might they wouldn't because other guys are having good years including olsen they're like i would be furious yeah that would be that, that would be cost rough. me dearly yeah you should get your money back for that that should well, be like a no, no bet. he's okay it's gonna work out no, i know but okay. if that had happened so but thank is, god it didn't so is there a position you're concerned about like going into this game, is there? A yeah, position I don't love you? our linebackers. I was going to say bullpen. I was going to say the Braves bullpen. I don't. Uh, I don't trust them in October. <laughs> no, I, I don't love our linebackers. Um, I think they're adequate and will be okay. I think they're going to make you eat your words, Jeff. Campbell. Well, I hope you're right, Ira, and I will. I'll gladly say it. Uh, they don't have to be great, though. That's I mean, just they, it. They, they don't, don't have to be great. They just they can't be bad. Yeah. Um. So and if know, they're healthy, they're not going to be bad. They play no, too much football, no, they and they're good. They're they're they good enough players. They they, they, won't, be they bad. won't be bad. I do, too, which is what you need. You I look can't at be it bad. Two ways. I kind of look. I I look at it by way of comparison to a championship is level it, play. Is it Derek Brooks and Marvin Jones? No, God no, it's but, not close. But, um, but no, I mean, I think they're good linebackers. We'll, so we'll I mean, see how that's you out. asked a question. I answered. That's yeah, my that's area of concern. I don't really have any. I you know I want to see. Everybody that's supposed to play, play. Are you healthy? Are you are you 100%? Because um, if they are on the defensive line, they should be fine. And, I, you know, obviously they're thin at defensive end. They don't have great depth there. That That's one concern. Yeah. You've got elite starters, mm-hmm. and you got a good backup. And Byron Turner's made some strides. He'll play. He has. He has. But, yeah. you know, he's just a big question mark because he's never been able to stay healthy. He's only been here two years, but right. each of those years he dealt with And injuries. then uh, if people are wondering, I don't think the Jane Jones kid is anywhere close to ready to play you right now. Think, yeah. I, that, would be a, that would be a stretch. Um, and I don't know who else would even be in the mix. Yeah, I mean, you have Dante Anderson. But you have, yeah. you have those defensive tackles you can move over. Some You know, Briggs could be a guy Lions, put out there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Lions. Fisk. Lions, Maybe is, Lions, you know. So I, my area was, I said linebacker. Do you have an area of concern? 
I mean, like, listen, there's no perfect team. So no, you could exactly do this with Georgia, right. you could do this with Alabama. Yeah. I mean, just, there's, everybody's got a concern somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you would look at Florida State's wide receiver core and say it's better than Georgia's, and I don't think you're wrong. The weirdest thing about Georgia is that they've done all of this without elite receiving Yeah, exactly. Receiving but my point yeah. being, they have they have areas on their team where like, well, we're not elite there, yeah, but we're right. elite at these. Uh, and you're, yeah. Florida State's elite at a few positions, quarterback being the most important. Right. But, uh, yeah, I would say uh, the safeties haven't wowed me as much as I maybe wanted them to, but I, I wouldn't say that's a concern because they played a lot of football and we know what they are. Shaheem is a guy that I think his floor, in my opinion, his floor is what Akeem Dent is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But his ceiling might be higher than Jamie Robinson's. I think so that's is. excitable. That's exciting to think about I haven't that. loved Akeem. No, no. He's, 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 a, he's an okay player. He he's nothing. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays fewer snaps. Um, I mean, good. I mean, Kevin Knowles Kevin is a Knowles, co-starter. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin Knowles, to me, has had a, a good camp. Um, but, yeah, I guess you could say that. He did have an interception today, 7-on-7. Seven seven. Akeem? Yeah. Well, nice. I mean, Brock Glenn threw it right to his chest, but he still caught it and ran with it. That was nice of Brock to try to pick him up. Brock Glenn, that's he's the teammate leader, he is. That's, he's proven early on. Yeah. <laughs> early right? That's on. a step that he most guys are willing to do. Today. I'll throw this pick so you feel better about you. That's why that team loved Cosentino back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He made them all feel good about themselves. So, Ira, your pick would be Devin's Ven? Yeah, just the depth. Um, but, but again, man, if you're talking about going into a season, of all the things, you know, because you depth, might have the best in the, the country. The depth behind your top two defensive ends is, you know, not what you'd like it to be. But that's not a big concern. I think it's interesting. It's a it's a bigger concern as the year wears on yeah. and you get dinged and all that, but not for a game one. I agree. I it's funny we've reached the stage where. As a fan, like if I remove all objectivity and, and I just say that I want Florida State to win, and I do, that you 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 feel like you're as prepared as you can possibly be. We were lucky enough to have access, and so I've you know been out there to see the bulk of the practices, and I know what they are. I think I know what they are, but you're never completely sure, and so therefore you're nervous because you want to be able to eliminate question marks, and no team can. You know, so if you're if you're a fan and you're nervous, it's because you're in an important game that's going to be in prime time yeah. that could have a huge impact on the rest of the year. But you're supposed to be nervous about that. You're supposed to want games like this. Yeah, it's also cool to be in it's a game cool like this. It's cool to be in a game. You were in a like game this. like this last year, kind of, but that you were unranked. People were watching because it was Florida State LSU, not because the national championship was in, at stake yeah. or a playoff yeah. spot. This is this is cool. This is a cool that you're back in this moment and you don't go in scared and skittish like you go in thinking you're the better team yeah i will say this man that that first four five six guys on the defensive line as a whole it's pretty salty man yeah i mean that's a good group fisk is better than i expect him to be he's really good um and he's relentless man like i'm i'm looking forward to watching him be on a field for 50 60 snaps because he is i mean i think he's gonna wear dudes out he is relentless He's explosive. He can beat you with the bull rush or he can run right past you, and he's violent. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to watch. You just want to stockpile players like that. I, I actually think defensive line, uh, and Georgia has proven this out, Alabama has over the years, LSU has over the years, Ohio State has over the years. I mean, that's the area where it's hard to stockpile enough depth and enough talent and enough violence. Like yeah. you, you really want four, five, six of those guys because it's, it's an exhausting task. And games are long, man. Well, and you and you see what happens if you're not good up there. Oh yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen yeah. plenty of examples. 
Florida State would have been much more consistent on defense had they not got all banged up last year on the defensive line. So teams could run on them. And once you can run on somebody, you set the pass up easily. And I thought that's where Florida State got in trouble. It's like poor Big Coop was trying to play with one arm. Well, and that's what's uh, – And Fabo was hurt all I've, year. I've uh, I've started to get a little more, um, I don't know, uh, positive about this game coming up on Sunday. And a lot of that has to do with zero yeah. being doing what he's doing at practice now. Like he – he, again, he had two reps that I watched back-to-back -back where he pushed Roddick five yards back. And Roddick is a big dude that's strong that's been in college since 2017. Yeah. Uh, he's as old as Ira. <laughs> and, uh, and Lovett's pushing him back five yards. And Roddick's a good player. And he did the same with Keandre Jones. Like that, It's not that he's pushing back freshmen. He's pushing back 23-year-old dudes. And you're reminded how good Fabian – and we never got to see Fabian other than the LSU game, really – how good Fabian it is at 100%. Yeah, and he had another rep when they were doing one-on-ones with Armella where Armella was, like, doing a really good job against him, and then it just – there was, like, a second where you could see it in Lovett's mind, like, man, what are you doing? And just, like, tossed yeah. it. Yeah, like, and then Verse – and you saw the one with Verse where he yeah. snatched uh, – oh, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. who the lineman was – a good one. Just picked him up and snatched well, him and Jared threw him aside. Well, to everybody but on it's, the team. So you freak. have two real difference makers. I don't know what Peyton is yet. I know he's – I know, you know he's, he's fast and agile and a good player. I don't know if he's special. I think these two guys are special, and I think Fisk could be yeah, that. No, I think Fisk is. Yeah, so that – I mean, that that's – when you start to think about that and you're and like you're going to be as healthy as you're ever going to be for Josh this game Farmer. one. And then I Farmer. Love Farmer. He, you know, he's a huge, strong kid. He's got a lot of what for to him. I thought he was going to be asked to play a ton. I think a little less so now that Fabo's gotten healthier as camp's gone on. Uh yeah, and, and we're careful about how we talk about this, but I think now that we've seen him out there consistently, it should be noted, because people asked about this in the chat last week. They asked about it on the show yesterday. I've seen it come up on the message boards. How can we never hear about Fabian Lovett? We never hear about Fabian Lovett. And, you know, we got to be careful because Mike has said about certain veteran players on this team, look, there are a lot of guys here that have played a lot of football. We know what they can do. We're going to be careful with them. And I think clearly Fabian Lovett fell in that category. He was a guy that, you know, was still recovering, still getting back to 100%. They knew he could play if he was healthy. He did what he needed to from a cardio standpoint to be ready to play once the other ailments were kind of resolved. To see him, Corey, to your point, back in cleats, back in battling in one-on-ones, back being physical, you know, having to win reps where it's a 100% on also against good dudes. That is really, really booing. Yeah. Because this was something we weren't always seeing every day. And you thought, well, I don't know, this could be one of those guys that falls under the category of they're just holding them out. Or he may not be ready. Yeah. You don't know when that's happening. So you kind of sit around and you, you get nervous. It's huge that he's back battling. With that trio with him, Fisk, and Farmer, that's a pretty that's a pretty stout one. Um, yeah, and so that's given me a, a little more confidence in what, in what Florida – because I think if you can make LSU one-dimensional – and their only dimension running is the quarterback, I think you're winning the game at that point. I think you're winning the battle. And uh, so, yeah, and I don't – LSU could not run on Florida State traditionally last, last year, year yeah. and Florida State's defensive line is better than it was last year. So I'm sure uh, their, LSU's their offensive, offensive line is be better, better too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's uh, it's going be, <laughs> to be interesting. Dave in Bardstown writes, when Ira's praising a white guy, you know he's good. Absolutely. You know he's good. Begrudgingly, Ira's like, well, what am I going to do? Look at this guy. <laughs> it's making me eat my words. Yeah.
white bastard. Yeah, he's uh, he is, and he's a white guy with a with a high motor. And Ira actually has to say those words. He has to say it. Yeah. Talk about how relentless he is. Yeah. Yeah. I chose that instead of high motor. I was gonna say that was that was well done. Uh, we got headliner questions coming for you. I don't know if Ira's gonna be back in the next hour or not. He's, he better he's be. Looking he's at for a little segment. One say answer yeah. a few questions. Yeah, we'll get you to answer the first few questions, then you get out make them the Facebook airport, questions. Buddy. We'll though. do that. We'll we'll make it happen. <laughs> Some of the headlines. Ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. 